Welcome to the Matt and Beth Show. This is episode... Hey, what's up? It's the Beebs. Episode 35, shoddy. You're listening to the Matt and Beth Show. I'ma be under the Show. This is episode 35. <laughs> You're listening to the Bye and Beth Show. Hi, Beth. Hi. Oh, that's how I start everything. Hi, Beth. I know every yeah. single thing. You know why, though? <laughs> why? Because when you say hi in somebody's name, it's got the perfect bass and, tr- and uh, treble to it. So when you're checking a microphone, if you say, hi, Matt, it's got the right amount of everything. What if I say, hi, Matt. <laughs> Hi Matt. Hey Matt. Hi Matt. I just completely and totally made all of that <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Is that good. It's called that a lie. Was, I was like, oh, is that how we should start doing sound checks? <laughs> Would you please? Hi, Hi Matt. Matt. Hey Matt. Uh, it's Christmas is here. Ten times a year, six days a week. Still don't know the lyrics. <laughs> we are doing Christmas episodes. The plural. The more the merrier Christmas. Multiple. Mm-hmm. We might just keep it going all year. Let's keep that Christmas spirit going. Matt's like, nah, I'm kind of going to be bored of it by nope, then. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, not at all. We're just getting started. Well, but let's manage our expectations on this. Here's what I think that we should be talking about today. What should we talk about And today? this has to do more with uh, my Christmas list and then trying to figure things out. What re- Let's talk about what really this show is all about. I've got problems in life and I need Beth's answers. <laughs> I need help. And I know I'm not the only one who's got issues in life, and Beth gives good advice, so please, let's let's talk about this. A couple different things. I want to talk about the stress that comes along with expectations for the holiday. Oh. All right? And I'm talking yeah. about from places we have to be to the the lists that we need to check all of the toys off. The magic we have to create. <sighs> right. That we're trying to create. Yes. And how much... Is that like, do we really well, Chris, need to be stressing and about And Christmas list. Why do we do this to ourselves? We like ask our kids, make a list of all the things in your oh, life I that you know. want. And then I'm supposed to like Get them all. provide all of that. <laughs> right. Why do we do this to ourselves? And I don't think we- Expectations, s- that's good. We don't say anything about the expectations with the kids. We're just like, go ahead and tell us everything you want and send us links. They yeah. send us 150 things and they get three. Yeah. It's true, though. That's not exactly probably the best way of managing expectation right off the bat. So we'll talk about some things like that and just like toys in general. Let's have fun talking about toys. Maybe the expectations that you had toys that you wanted as a kid and you didn't quite get them. Maybe you want Santa Claus to show up for your birthday party. Maybe you want a magical Christmas break where everyone is healthy and gets along and drinks hot cocoa and plays board games together, getting along the whole time. We need to manage some of those expectations. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. It was so, so well done. What was fun? What was fun? Christmas it was music? all the transition. The Christmas music, yes, was fun. Because I was going to say that we could put together uh, it's, uh, some of your favorite Christmas songs for so I could use those. All, all best. best favorite. So you'll have to give me about five or six Christmas songs. And they can okay. be Jesus songs, too. I thought about that, too. I was like, man, I didn't put nah. After talking about like transitioning from, I should have gone like, Little town of 
Bethlehem. Why? <laughs> Just so there's more of a Jesus song in there I don't versus like that one. There's yeah. a couple <gasps> Christmas carols that I don't. Wow. Like That's you don't like Little Town of Bethlehem? No. <gasps> it's an inspiring song. It's weird song. to sing. Why? Bethlehem. I well, don't know. <laughs> because your singer is that why? Okay. No, I just mean the word is weird. Little Town of Bethlehem. Right? I don't know. It feels weird. You know I got married at Christmas time. Yeah. 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 We got married on December 20th. What a gift. So, you know, you finish the wedding. You may now kiss the bride. I now present to you for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Sean Swihart. And then you walk down that back down the aisle. You know what we walk yeah. back down the aisle to? Yeah. What? No. What are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I told you this already. Uh-uh, uh-uh. All I want for Christmas is you, oh, Mariah Carey. So pronounce you husband and wife. So we turn around and then it's like, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. And I don't So my birthday is December 14th. Yes. So is Nicholas Vernon's. I have friends in my life that just disappear. I don't know where they go. I was like, is that somebody I should know? Nope. Is that like an actor? Or nope. play soccer? Nope. Just somebody who was really close in my life and then just yeah. wasn't one day. It's like we were born, literally born in the same hospital room. His mom, really? my mom were in the same thing. Used to have to share hospital rooms, did, I guess, yeah. back in the day. Then the doctors would come in smoking cigarettes. Just a little <laughs> bit different back then. So my mom and then Nicholas Vernon's mom were in the same hospital room. We were both born on the 14th, and then they became best friends, and we became best friends. So when uh, I was five, came over to my house. We had a couple friends over. The knock at the door on your fifth birthday, and you open it, and Santa Claus showed up. No. Just flicked a cigarette, blew it out, (laughs) came on into our house. What do you kids want? (laughs) Basically, for about a five minute, I remember we sat there and then we sat on his lap. We told him what he want and then he left. And we watched him leave and walk into a Toyota (laughs) 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 and drive away. Toys, the hot new toys of 2023. Every year the list comes out, and every year it seems like there's something that came back from the old school. You that, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that with fashion these days, these old sweatshirts. I mean, I think on one of my kids' Christmas lists, it says oh, vintage sweatshirts. I'm like, sweet. Goodwill. Here right, we come. Right, We're going right, to get some right. vintage sweatshirts. But uh, there's a lot of these toys. It's interesting with all the technology that we have these days. It's like we're swinging the pendulum back yeah. to marbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what were those little pets we used to have that you, they were electronic and you had to feed it every day? Yes. The uh... should have looked that up. This year, we're going back old school. 
Do you know what it is? Do you know what the uh, top toy of 2023 is? Uh, my friend, the rusty nail. Uh, <laughs> my pet rock? Not my pet rock. <laughs> Close, though. It's a Furby. Ah, Do you remember yeah. the Furby craze from, what, 20, 30 years ago? Is that when it was cool? I can cool? tell you why. I can why? tell you why. So Furbies, if you don't know, I'm sure they're different now because I know they're different now because my daughter got one for her birthday. And I said, why does she have a Furby? This is like from 1999. No, it's a huge toy this year. Yeah. But this Furby does a lot more. It's like an Alexa. Oh. It does all these other things. The old one would just sit there and stare at you and move its eyes back and forth yeah. and talk yeah. when it wanted right. to. So it freaked a lot of people out. But the reason I know it's 1999 is before I came to Lincoln, I was in Boise, Idaho. And I was doing radio at Magic 93.1. <laughs> so Magic 93.1... Captain Mike, if you happen to be listening, I'm going to call you out right now. So in radio, there's a thing called payola and plugola. And payola, basically, they're like, hey, um, I'll go ahead and give you a trip to Disney. You can do as a giveaway or keep it for your family, whatever you want to do. Just make sure you play this song overnight uh, 10 times. So that's gifts to play people's music. Right. And then plugola would be like, say you own a car company and you came up to me and you and I just had an underground conversation about, I want to give you a Cadillac and I want you to drive it. I want you to talk about it on your morning show all day. Cool. Okay, I'll do that. I won't tell anybody about it. That's Plugola, and that's also illegal through the FCC. Both are bad. Right. So he had all of these toys in his office one day. He's like, yeah, for a giveaway. We got all these things here for a giveaway. I'm like, man, we're going to be doing what? Like 12 days of Christmas giveaway? It's going to be awesome. 21-year-old me. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So I was all stoked. I can, actually. <laughs> yeah, same it's one right hard. now, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm ex- excited. We're going to be giving away all these things on the radio. Um, but it was me and my friend Brady, and we were there, and we didn't have any family. So we went over to his house for Christmas, and all the things that we saw in his office were also the ones that were wrapped up and given to his kids for Christmas. Oh. But he did hold back one Furby. And so we were doing a Furby giveaway, and he's like, what are we going to do with this Furby? What are we going to do with this Furby? They put it on balloons helium and let it fly through the sky and they said wherever it lands whoever finds it gets to have this furby right you're in boise idaho and it's flying over the backwoods it's getting into the mountain country where they like their guns (gasps) somebody shot down the furby (laughs) we never did any contest like that again when firearms are involved in kids toys usually nah nah partridge in a big pear tree I had a friend growing up. His name was Martin Condon. Yes. So everything Martin had, I always wanted, Mm. including clothes, because his mom worked at like some hip place. And so he got all these clothes. Sears. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was the softer side of Sears. His mom worked at Union Bay and Heat. Do you remember that? They sold a no. lot of uh, spandex shorts with uh, a lot of different colors on them. Mock neck turtlenecks, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. mock turtles. Okay, yeah. okay. So you imagine that that's kind of the look that we had was like. Those a, together? Yeah. <laughs> spandex and a mock turtle. Yeah, it's a good look. <laughs> it was, seriously. Back in the 80s. So, uh, so Martin had all of these things that I always wanted. Martin had a remote control car and I'd go with him like on Saturdays and he'd go to these like remote control car places where they race. Race him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm always like, that's ahead of where I'm going to be with a remote control car, but I want a remote control car bad. That was probably about first, second grade. Okay. Third grade. I want a remote control car so bad. Fourth grade. I want a remote control car so bad. Fifth grade, I want a remote control car so bad. Sixth grade, I want to, oh my gosh, 
opened it up and I had my remote control car. Mom came through with yes. it. Yes. She was like, I got that for you. I know you've been asking for so long, but Matthew, oh. they're so expensive. And they are. These remote control. Yeah. You, you take them out there and then they have different tires. You can change all the innards of them and stuff like that. There's so much complexity that goes along with it. Extra socks. I knew we were rich. I knew dad got, <laughs> except dad got a bonus. So I wasn't expecting anything. I never really expected. I would go in my room and I would be upset like a kid. You know, I'm like, man, yeah. I didn't get it again. Ah. But sixth grade, I open up the package and I'm like, there's my remote control car. Aww. I'm so happy. And, and I know that my mom, after she said that, that she's sorry. And she'd been thinking about it for years and years and years. And so I tear that thing open, trying to be as respectful as possible and try not to just but you've be, been waiting I'm years so sto- literally stoked to open this mm-hmm. thing up. So I get the wrapping open I see the top of the plastic. I see the car. I see the remote, the remote sitting into the package as well. And I rip right through the plastic. And then of course you got to untie those things at the oh, bottom. Yes. And There's then an hour of your life. You never get back. Can't cut through them. Cause all we have is kid scissors in the house. And I'm trying to pull that little piece of plastic that's around the garbage tie. And I can't quite get that one off. So finally I just pull and I pull and I break it right out of the package. And I've got the car in my hand and I pull out the remote control and they're connected by a wire. That's going to make it real hard to race. <laughs> but it made me really fast because I ran around with it everywhere. <laughs> On the 12th day my true love gave to me 12 drummers drumming like Olympus above the Serengeti. 11 pipers piping 10 lords do you sing like that at church? Like if you have the words in front of you, do you actually sing words or do you just I, I just look like I'm playing the flute. <laughs> and now you know at church though, I, I'm if I start singing I Do you feel weird? Yeah, a little bit. Isn't it loud enough though that people around you can't really hear it? That's how loud it's supposed to be. Well, not when I sit in the back with Ryan. Oh. Do you really get concerned that Ryan and I are acting crazy back there? Do you really? You do a little bit, don't you? I'm not really going to answer the question because I want you to just kind of sit. I know you do, while. don't you? <laughs> but do you? Do you get? Do you think like from a motherly perspective, you're like, those boys should not be sitting together? And if so, why? You know, how do you know they were not inspiring each other? I, how do I know you're not inspiring each yeah. other? Yeah. Well, how do you know that we're First not? First of all, you're sitting in the back row. Nothing good happens in the back row. Because mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm, seen it. Mm-hmm. Seen it on my Seen third or it. fourth donut. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this strong childhood memory. Okay. And there was something about nighttime that I really, really liked going and doing stuff. Like if there was a PTA meeting at the school and it was like at seven o'clock at night, I used to think like, wow, that's late. It's going to be dark at that meeting. <laughs> I don't know why. But so when we go to church and help me, uh, we, we were Lutherans and... I think we'd go to church really late at night, right? Yeah. Probably. Is that? Good half, okay. yeah. Okay. So so I remember that we'd be, it'd be really late. You know, the night before Christmas, you're all excited and it's building up to that. And maybe just, you want to go to sleep and like make yourself sleep so you'll wake right. up in the morning early so you can the go get The faster you go to sleep, the faster <laughs> Santa can come. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we had church late at night. And so I'd always got to get excited. And then we'd all get in the car and we'd all be together. And there was something really, really sweet about it. And there was something really, really sweet about all of us being together. And my mom saying, nope, we're going Christmas Eve. And you had to go to church Christmas Eve, even right. if you were a kid that was older in the family that could have stayed home or whatever. 
So then getting into church, and I just remember it being dark, and then the lights dimmed, the smell of older people's perfume and candles. So going to Christmas Eve service was always such a sweet thing when I was a kid. And then you get home, and you're tired, and you go to bed, and then you wake up the next morning, and there's Christmas. So number one, why is it important, do you think, to go to church on Christmas Eve? Is it important to go to church on Christmas Eve? If so, why? And then... People who feel like I got nobody to go to church with. I'm not with my mom this Christmas. I'm not with my family. I'm not back home. I'm here and I haven't gone to church in 10 years. Now Christmas Eve, something's pulling on me saying go to church on Christmas Eve and to have a welcoming spot that's going to welcome you with open arms on Christmas Eve is pretty important. And I just want to say Crossroads Church is going to welcome you like that. So let's talk about Christmas Eve service at Crossroads, please. Well, I don't think... Going to church on Christmas Eve is, should just be a thing that, yeah, you should just go to church on Christmas Eve because that's what people do. Right. I, I do think we've been talking about expectations. So I think the idea that here's one way that you show kids the true meaning of Christmas. I mean, we believe the true meaning of Christmas is Jesus came to earth. We're celebrating his birth, that he would come uh, to save us and ultimately to bring us in relationship with him. And so I think to make it a part of our routine and our traditions for our kids' sake, it just reminds them the truth about what the holiday is all about. And we would love for you to join us at Crossroads Church. We have a couple different services, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. They're both the same service, one-hour family-friendly service. We're going to have something in there for everybody. But, you know, sometimes the holidays are hard. Sometimes maybe you've lost a loved one or maybe you're just um, going through some hard things and this isn't that merry of a season. Uh, we'll we'll save you a seat. Matt and I will be there. We'll save you a seat. If you want to come join us at Crossroads and you don't, maybe you're not connected, you don't know anybody, shoot us an email, the Matt and Beth show at gmail.com. Let us know you're coming, which service, and we'll save you a seat. But we would love to celebrate Christmas with you at Crossroads Church, 40th and Superior, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And if you have nobody to sit with, you can sit in the back with us. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be Here's what I think about with Christmas is how much do you think the conversation is about what you want to get somebody versus what you want to get is because I think that we do talk so much about what gifts do you want versus what gifts do you want to give and like expectations in general, we want, we want, we want, we want. And as a kid, I think that that's just kind of our nature. If we feed that beast and that beast gets fed and it gets big and bulky right around Christmas Mm -hmm. because want, 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 like you said, as we say, go ahead and check off everything here back in the day, open up the Sears catalog and circle everything that you want. Right. And then, then we go, okay, now why are you being so spoiled? Why do you want everything? We've been feeding that beast. Do you feel like that around Christmas? How do you even handle that? Like, what do you do to manage those expectations other than just say, I mean, 
I just feel like a bad parent. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're a bad parent. I think it's hard. We've all been there. Like some of us are still there, but we've all been there as kids where you do have a wish list or you see other kids getting massive amounts of gifts and you wish you had them. You know, we all had to learn the art of receiving things graciously, being grateful for what we have. Um, and so there's, there is an element of like human nature. It, it is in our human nature to want more yeah. or what other people have. So I think we have to give the, you know, especially younger kids a little bit of grace. Um, we can't expect them, you know, if they open up a lump of coal, mm. you can't expect them to cry happy tears and be so grateful for, you know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. So there is a little bit of grace, but I do think that it's our responsibility to teach them how to manage expectations. And to me, expectation is, it's such an interesting word when it comes to Christmas. Cause I'm like, I don't want, I don't want anybody, you know, I don't want my kids or myself to expect presents, yeah, right. Yeah. To expect at the same time. Yes, that is what we do. It's part of our tradition. Right. right. But how do you learn to in advance choose to like, I'm going to be grateful for what I have. I'm not going to set my expectations so high that nobody can meet them. You know, you don't want to have a kid that sits at the end of all of this hour of opening presents and is like, where's my blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Do you think it because starts they like that? expected it. Or do you think that that's something that we've fed over the years? Because I do think we develop it. I, yeah, I do. I do too. And if I could give parents of young children like some advice on this, it would really be start small. Not, not because I'm cheap, although I am. But start small because if you, I mean, don't put the pressure on yourself to do all the Christmas traditions, to um, have a pile of presents for like that. The, the kids are going to learn from us. Mm -hmm. So start small so that their expectations are manageable or reasonable. Um, start with, you know, a gift or two, or maybe you start with, we give experiences over things, right? We don't need a pile of new things, but we're going to experience something together. Um, I know you guys do do the, they get something they want. What is that? Want, More gifts need, or whatever. art, or something creative, and then um, creative, and I think read oh, okay. a book. Yeah, so, you know, maybe you just say these are, we're getting four things, you know, or I, I just, I've, I say this with vacations too, right? Don't plan this, you know, don't set the expectation when they're young that you're going to go to Disneyland every summer for the, their entire lives, but set the expectation. Like the expectation is that we're going to have fun family time. Regardless. We're, yes. Regardless, yeah. And we're going to get a toy and we're going to play with that toy all day long on yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe somehow it, it is our responsibility to teach them that it isn't about us. You know what? I mean, it's simple, but it, to me, it's not just about like, what do you want to get versus what you want to give? Because frankly, like, I don't want my kids, you know, they don't have jobs. So if they're going to give a gift, it's coming out of my bank account right, too. Right, so right, right. it's not just about giving, but it's th the thoughtful, it's thoughtfulness. It's seeing the need around us. So yeah. again, participating in a toy drive, I think is a great idea. Yeah. We, we go and serve at our homeless shelter, the people city mission here in Lincoln, our church goes, we set up their Christmas store. So it's not like 
uh, exposing my kids to, you know, the dark corners of a homeless shelter, but they are setting up a store and we tell them like, this is the clientele. People who don't have homes get to come in here and choose gifts for their family at no cost to them. So, you know, exposing the kids to things outside of their, not to make them feel guilty, but to show them that to be grateful for what you have and what you get. You know, I also think too, like we got to, we got to, catch those attitudes when we see them coming out, right? Um, when you see this attitude of entitlement, that's when you really got to go like, okay, how am I feeding that as a parent? Am I giving the, giving in, giving them everything they ask for? Has it gotten to the point where they're just assuming they're going to get everything they asked for because I've done that in the past, and maybe you need to have a conversation around that and just say, hey, this Christmas thing, it's gotten a little bit out of hand. Yeah. And we're scaling back this year because what's important to us is time together. It's not things. And so I want everybody to kind of search your heart and go like, what kinds of things am I expecting? And not like set the bar low, but kind of like set the bar low. Right, Do you know what I right, mean? Yeah. And we're going to focus on what's really important um, because, because I care about your heart and I care about moving forward, your attitude and your heart being in the right place. And one of the w- ways that we're going to kind of temper that is to, is to scale back a little bit. Right. And I think we create this monster sometimes, and then we want it to be different the next year. So like yeah. we spent like 10 years doing this and now we're like, well, do we even change now? It's been so late. Have I ruined my child completely now? This yeah. selfish beast. But what I mean is that is that we can't expect our kids to be a certain way just because we want that. And then we can't model behavior during a stressful time of year and expect our kids to be a different way. And we can't expect our kids to find importance in giving if we never discuss it. And I don't mean, you know, from a gift perspective, like, all right, here's a big budget, go and get whatever you want for all your friends. But just our mindset in more of a giving than getting. Do you know what I mean? Is it the great part about the people city mission that gives conversations to talk about what that really means and what that really looks like. And we're not just going to a homeless shelter because we want to be nice. We're going to there because we have a responsibility to give. We have a responsibility to serve people. This is part of right. what we are and who we are. And we're going to go there and, and not to feel bad. Oh, look at and be so happy for the things you have because these people have nothing. Right. But I think that if we start incorporating that giving conversation a lot more than what's on your list and what do you want, that's when we start to see some of those changes. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. I'm so excited to have my friend, good friend, Sarah Lowe, join us on the podcast. Sarah, thanks for being here. Hi, Sarah. Sarah and I met, I don't even, well, Faye is six and she was what, like maybe two weeks old. Yes. Correct? You came over to my house for dinner Mm -hmm. with this tiny little baby. So Sarah and I met maybe six years ago. Our husbands have a mutual love of disc golf. Disc golf. 
They met, and there aren't many family men who play disc golf. You know, a lot of them are younger. Yeah. I say younger. They're in their 30s. They live in their parents' they're basement. They're making younger choices they, a lot. They are making younger choices, <laughs> having <laughs> recreational <laughs> recreational fun. Uh, so our husbands met, and they were kind of like, hey, you're like a real person, and you have a wife and children, and we enjoy this. We should hang out together. And we became fast friends. So, so excited. Sarah and her husband just recently moved back to Lincoln. Oh, and cool. yes, yeah, so thank you for joining us. Sarah, tell us a little thank bit about you yourself. Having me. Isn't Beth just easy to fall in love with, though? Oh, like, I love Beth. Everybody who meets Beth, I just want to say it quickly because it's so true. Well, I, I only bring people on the show who to love talk me. about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true, though, isn't it? Is that people will meet Beth and then right away they have this feeling of like this instant connection to her right away. Yeah, I think we all think that, you know, we're BFFs. Yeah. But, so you're yeah. BFFs with like- We are BFFs. A thousand people, I think, because <laughs> you just make that, that great of a connection. You do. <laughs> I don't like everybody as much as I like Sarah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about Sarah's book. Yeah, so um, I got to illustrate a, a Christmas book, and um, it's called Twas the Night, and it's by William Dean. And it's the retelling of um, the Christmas story from Luke 2, from the Bible. And uh, it's, it's, you know, tells the story of the birth of Jesus. And um, I'm just really excited to have been a part of it, like humbled to have played a role in it. Um, but the author, Bill, he, he wrote a poem for a Christmas program at his church. And um, then uh, he decided to have it be put into a... A book. So. so it's called Twas the Night, and it's written in the similar form as the story, right? That you, right? Twas the Night Before Christmas and all through the house, yes. but it's all the story of Jesus. Yes. That's what I love so about it. It's not about the arrival of Santa Claus. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's about the arrival of Jesus Christ. How cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, so after it was written and illustrated, um, we decided to, to self-publish. He decided to self-publish through Amazon, and that was um, like basically all that, you know, expectation and hope that he had for it, um, was just to self, you know, publish and, and sell on his own. Um, but it's, there's a really cool story that happened after that. Um, so in Chicago, um, he had a son who had a handyman over, um, to work on a project on his house. And so he found out that the handyman had grandkids and he said, Hey, my, father just wrote a book. I'd love for you to be, be able to give it to your grandkids. So he handed him Twas the Night, the, the paperback self-published version. And he didn't know that that handyman was also a handyman at Tyndale House Publishers. No. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so that week he put it on the editor's desk and I mean, we didn't have to do anything. God did oh the work my there. Oh goodness. Yeah. Wow, and they picked it up, and they and published they it. Oh up. my! They wanted goodness. it right away. What was that timeline from the time that he said, "Hey, do you want to draw in my book?" And then yeah, it was almost three years ago that he reached out to me. So it was just re-released by Tyndale. It was just re-released in September. Okay. as like you know the soft release, but real push up until Christmas. Yeah, is a re-release means that they put some behind it and then they try to promote it a little bit more. Yeah, it went through um, a long editing process. Yeah. I it probably took nine months or so to a year even to to edit it um both with illustrations and with words just to get it you know why why right. that long like what's what's just right at what point do you is it that you're like 
nah, we should probably just leave it there and then you keep messing with it? Or is there yeah, I think th- because there's like 15 eyes looking on it right. rather than two eyes looking on it, you know, people people have opinions. and Probably and, goes back and, and forth. You know, yeah. in the end, I think it is a better book. You do? So okay. I really appreciate all the people at Tyndale and all the work that they put yeah. in to make this the book that it is now. So now before all of this, you had written or illustrated a book already, correct? I've illustrated, yes, several um, several books. Okay. Um, one which was published by a, a publisher in Texas. Um, yeah, my husband wrote it, and it's called The Unshakable Faith of Gus Mustard Seed. Okay, that's another and one to get for Christmas or whenever you want birthdays, whenever. Now, is this what you set out to do? What about back in college, when you went to college, is this... Was this, this was the end dream. goal was to illustrate oh. from when I was a child oh. to illustrate kids books. Yeah. So my mom was a kindergarten teacher and a Sunday school teacher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I just, I grew up around, you know, crayons and, and Bible stories. <laughs> and so, yes, this is, so this, is, this is a, a dream come true, but, but honestly, like all the glory goes to God. And I'm so um, just like honored to be, you know, to be a part of this and yeah. to use my talents in any way to, to bring light to him. I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So Twas the Night, it's, um, tell us where, how can we get our hands on Twas the Night? Okay. So a few weeks ago, you could get it pretty much wherever books were sold. Like I got several copies from Target. Um, they have, they're selling out guys. Cause it's so good. So it's awesome. so good. Yeah, I just, yeah, maybe they didn't like order enough initially cause it's a, it's a new book. Um, and so they've, right. Tyndale has put in an, another order. It should be in, I think the 15th is what I was told. Um, so I think at Barnes and Noble, I know is it still in stock. We actually went up to Omaha, um, last weekend and we saw the book in the store oh, on the shelf. Oh. Got to take pictures of my kids pointing at it. That's so cool. So sweet. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, enjoy that moment for a minute. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's so yeah it might be my only time I'm at. Oh, no, that's <laughs> no. so cool. That's so the cool. The first. So we, we can get it at Barnes and Noble in in at some online. in stores or online. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think um, online, if you just look it up, I think there are some places that still have it. In yeah. Amazon. I've seen it on Amazon. Um, yeah, it's back ordered on Amazon mm. right now. But yeah, check on the 15th. Well, Sarah, we have three questions we like to ask every guest who comes on the show. Okay, three questions. Uh, the first one, and they are in uh, no particular order or they are of all equal importance to us. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one is this, is what is making you laugh right now? Okay, well, I have three kids and they're all hilarious, but my six-year-old, I think, just comes up with the craziest things. So um, the other night I'm laying down with him and he said he wanted a dictionary for Christmas. And I said, well, okay, you know, there's, there's children's dictionaries out there with, they've got lots of pictures in them and, you know, that'd be fun to look through. No, I don't want a dictionary with pictures. I want to learn about words. (laughs) You just don't get it, mom. You just don't get it. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, th- you know what? That, that's that's what dictionaries are about. <laughs> so cute. I mean, yes. <laughs> Sean got a dictionary uh, when he was in high school. And, you know, for a high schooler, you're kind of like, what? Did he ask her for Christmas? What? Well, then you go to college before the internet. Right, right. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of Googling happening when we were in college. And it came in handy. So, good job, Ian. 
Get yourself a dictionary. We're going to put it in stocking. More power yeah. to you. <laughs> then he can learn about words and he can re- write the books that you illustrate. This is an investment in your future, oh, too, she, Sarah. She knows. She knows. Okay. All right. Now, what is stretching your faith right now? Mm. Yeah. So um, I think just feeling stretched is stretching my faith. So, I mean, I know it's like a busy Christmas season and there's like lots of, you know, commitments and relationships and, you know, even work, like you have to keep up on top of the Christmas season. So um, I just have to look for more like intentional, creative ways to like slow down, to abide with God, to, you know, like hear that, hear the still small voice. Mm. That's good. Now, I think the biggest one, the most important question is, when it comes to peanut butter, crunchy or creamy? Are you guys on different teams? There is a right answer to this question. Okay. Well, it has to be creamy then. I knew we were kindred spirits. Sarah, <laughs> this is why we were we were fast friends. Listen, I I don't know if you've been keeping score, Matt, but we have I we have not had many people I mean, on we've team. Got to dominate, right? With the creamy. Can I tell you something? Gotta dominate. Is yes. The last four Sam's Club peanut butters we've had. Yes. They've all, all been creamy. Yeah. I'm not opposed to Listen. it, obviously. <laughs> Matt still eats the creamy peanut butter. <laughs> I'll eat whatever peanut butter you put in front of me, but crunchies is better. Creamy's where it's at. Well, Sarah, all right. Well, Sarah, thank yay. you for coming. Thanks for thank being you. here. Get out there and get yourself a copy of Twas the Night or The Unshakable Faith of Gus Mustard Seed if you have a chance. It's my favorite children's book out there. But uh, local illustrator Sarah Lowe, thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for being my friend. Thanks, Matt and Beth. I need some good Your wrap-up is brought to you by Trinity Chiropractic at trinitychiro.com. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. We talked a lot today about expectations and our expectations at Christmas time. But one thing I want to talk about in this wrap-up is God's expectations. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, it says, Therefore the Lord waits expectantly and longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. So I don't know what you're going through this Christmas season, if it's one truly filled with joy, or maybe there's some heartache that you've been experiencing. God, just know this, that God sees you and he is expecting and waiting for the moment to have compassion on you. He longs to be gracious to you. So I just believe that as you draw near to him this season as you pour your heart out to him in prayer we can expect that god is going to be gracious to us beyond our imagination i'm beth and that's your wrap up i need some good news baby give it to me give it to me probably yeah uh okay i'm probably just gonna play that and then i'll go right i don't love for christmas just, just don't it. play it over me singing it because because you, you played it, it <laughs> I didn't match and it wasn't the right key I, so it sounds like i i, I can hear it and i'm singing sing. it that's what it sounds like i know and my voice is so bad right now don't uh, at the same time seriously please. seriously <laughs> please okay well let me get the best mariah you have then so i can try to match them no <laughs> i have no idea okay here's what I'm, but you didn't sing it there <laughs> You just said, I don't want a lot for Christmas. Yeah. So it won't sound like you're trying. Okay. It'll just be in the background. <laughs>
Okay. This is the Matt and Beth Show. All the other episodes are at the mattandbethshow.com.